I'm Sam Seitels, and you are listening to The Pillars of Hamilton. And I have to ask, what are you doing the morning of Saturday, April 2nd? Because here at Reed Preschool, we are holding an immense event. We have joined up with the Lions Club. And when I say immense event, let me tell you what is happening in my backyard. We're going to have food trucks. We're going to have an auction for the adults, egg hunt for the kids, games, prizes, live music. It's really shaping up to be an awesome time. Tickets? Tickets are only $5 per kid and adults get in for free. And every single penny spent will be going to JDRF and the mission to help end juvenile diabetes. I can't thank the Lions Club enough for making this event happen. And I can't thank you people who have been giving us support and are going to show up, volunteer, have a great time, and donate to this awesome cause. We will see you from 10 to 1 at Reed Preschool on Saturday, April 2nd. My guests today are David and Charlie Lolio. See, I interviewed David several months back. He does a ton of volunteer work for this town. People just love him around here. If if you don't know if you don't know who I'm talking about, he was the Wawa guy. The guy who worked at Wawa with the long hair. That's David Lolio. And you know what he told me? He said he wanted to be back on this show, and I knew I wanted to have him back. He's such a cool guy. And I said, Do you have someone to bring with you? another pillar of our community. And he said, bring in my husband, Charlie Lolio. <laughs> this guy is incredible. A true historian of our town, of the Titanic, so much more. I had an absolute blast talking to these two guys. Glad to call them my friends and can't wait to bring them back onto my show one day. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for my friends, David and Charlie Lolio. <laughs> listening to the Pillars of Hamilton. That's with me, Sam Sidetells, and you want to know what I'm going to give them? Only the finest that Hamilton has to offer. The biggest blueberries you've ever seen, baby. And they're all here, right now. We just went over this, but Charlie or Charles? Charlie. Charlie. Dude, it's hard to recognize you. Because... Before this episode, I have to do my research, and you don't look the same as you did in most of your pictures. No, I don't. I mean, like, you have a, you got a great jawline now. <laughs> like, you, how much more did you used to weigh, if you don't mind me asking, well, on the first question of the podcast? At my top worst weight, I was about approaching 350. What does that feel like? Uh, feels pretty darn good, actually. Right now, I'm teetering around 170. 170? Yeah. You're lightweight. Yeah. Wait, what, uh, no, I actually meant that. What does it feel like walking around at 350? Uh, it was, um, it, it was not cool. It, it really wasn't, and it started to really get to me, and the weight loss actually started happening by accident. Um, I took a summer overnight job, and the switch around of the schedule, plus getting so much busier, doing so much more work, so many more hours... <laughs> Uh, weight just started coming off, and I said, you know what? I'm in my 30s now. Maybe it's time to get smart about this. So yeah. I didn't go near any kind of surgeon. I didn't touch a single pill. I just did it slowly the right way, increased my physical activity, decreased my food intake. Uh, it all, started, it all started because you started moving yeah. at a job. Mm -hmm. And you're like literally, you're literally, are you less than, Try to do the math. You're like less than half of what you used to be. About half, yeah. Were you two together when yes. you were at your peak weight? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whoa. How's it feel to look at this gentleman now? It's crazy, but I'm I'm very proud of him to see where he's become and where you know with his weight loss. How like so? What? Obviously, you have to like maintain that. If if you were 350, I I have to imagine like. First of all, you had to have been eating terribly at the time. Yeah, very, lots of bad habits, lots of stuff that, okay, nobody saw that. That makes it okay. Oh, really? Yeah. Like you would like secretly eat and stuff like uh -huh. that? Yeah. And then throw it out the window on his way home. Really? You would hide it from him? Wow. Kind of. Wow. So are, is there anything you do to like supplement? Because I imagine like that was your go-to before during stress or whatever. Well... It's like it, little tricks here and there. Like if somebody offers me something I don't want or 
like, or I tell myself I can't have, I'm like, I don't want one, so therefore I'm not gonna have. I'm gonna uh, have none. That's the thing, right? That's one thing. Uh, two, it's it's a lot of playing head games with yourself and just getting in the right mood. Like, okay, this is working. I'm noticing this is working. It may not have been a plan, but it has to be a plan now because I'm thinking about stuff like my hips and my knees and my feet. Were those things starting to hurt when you were at your peak? There was some uh, intense back pain going on there for years and years, but I kept it silent because I didn't want to hear anybody say, well, mm. you know what you got to do to stop that. Yeah, I know what I have to do, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I took it all into myself, and I made it my own thing, and I pretty much, like, I just I got didn't want to say I got obsessed with it, but I kind of got high off of it because it was working, and... I, I remember reaching, like, losing 50 pounds. I remember reaching that goal, and it's like, I'm not done. I want to lose 100, you know? Yeah. Might as well keep going. And so do you guys, do you, do you work out now, or is it just keeping the diet right? I had started working out um, mostly with my twin brother, who's um, a self-made bodybuilder. You guys identical? No. Okay. No, I'm, I'm two minutes older. Oh, you're throwing that out there. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you do that a lot. <laughs> um, but uh, no, we're quite fraternal. Um, we don't really don't look too much alike. And he's a bodybuilder, huh? Oh yeah, he, and he's really good at it. He's jacked, huh? Yeah. Does he, he can, actually do the, like the competitions and stuff like that? Not, not, uh, not professionally or anything. Um, I don't think he's ever really competed with it. Yeah. But uh, he could be the best personal trainer you've ever met, probably. Oh yeah. Yeah. Is he a personal trainer? He could be. He uh, he does it's train job. some people that he knows. Yeah. I mean, he started training me before COVID hit. And, um, I haven't been back to the gym since, quite embarrassingly so. But Where were you going? Uh, at the Planet Fitness. Okay. I go to uh, Adrenaline, I think it's called now. Okay. Mm. It, it was so hard at first. I was, like, on the cardio machine, like, trying to give it my all but like the mask is on and it's yeah. getting wet and it's just uh -huh. like falling it's gotta down. be a pain in the butt oh it was such a pain and then you'd have to wipe things down before you worked out wipe down i was like man i'm just gonna put on a like a julian michaels at home and <laughs> work out to my tv or something <laughs> like that you know but uh yeah dude it, it it's good to see you like this good and healthy and um i know that you were born and raised hamilton right yes yeah, and your family's been here forever? Uh, pretty much since, uh, I want to say, the mid-1800s. Oh, I think that's I th like forever. If I got to remember the story, um, it started on my maternal side. Um, my mother's grandfather came over as a boy with his aunt. Wait, wait, say that again? Wait, what? My mother's grandfather uh -huh. came over as a boy with his aunt oh, okay. on a ship. And the only story that really got passed down was that they were on the ship for about two weeks and he never saw the sky. Like he was locked in a room? Like they spent all the time down in the bowels of the ship, down in steerage or whatever. Why? Because uh, they were probably sailing on the very few pennies that they had to get over here to the new world. So they got, they got like the crummy spot of the ship? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like you hear, you hear stories about how people traveled back then, like, even into the start of the 20th century, like there were first, second, third class, like namely the Titanic, which I happen to be a semi-expert on. No way. Uh, kind of, sort of. You fan of the movie? Uh, the movie was great. Yeah. Um, Accurate? It's a lot of what took place regarding the sinking during the movie has been disproven since, because it's been over 20 years. But since did the ship like really iceberg and then split in half? It did split in half because uh. it was not designed to deal with the stresses that it went under when it started sinking at one end and the other end was up in the air a little bit. Yeah. Um, so oh, stresses had saying. to give, yeah. yeah. And, it, and it broke at the weakest point where there, most of the larger rooms were inside the ship. Ah. Like the reciprocating engine room, the, uh, a lot of the second-class common rooms, like the dining room, the uh, first-class smoking room was up there. Um, and it was between the third and fourth funnel, and you had the... Um, the the third boiler room shaft going up into the third funnel. The fourth funnel was actually a dummy. It didn't really serve any purpose other than ventilation. Damn, dude, you are a semi-expert, aren't you? I, when, I, when I get going, I get going. He does. <laughs> was it the movie that, like, got you into it? or like you No, just... I was in middle school when I got into it. I was in middle school in, like, 93... 92. What kind of middle schooler gets into the Titanic? I The weird ones. That was a weird one. 
You talk about weird. Dude. I was one of those weird fat kids, you know. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I, I, I couldn't believe it. I was at the arcade the other day with my kids. And uh, you know how they have those machines where you, like, put a coin in, you have to press a button or whatever, and, and hopefully you hit it on the spot, get, like, mm-hmm. 2,000 tickets or whatever. There was literally, I don't know if you've seen this before, but there was a Titanic arcade game like that. Wow. Where you see the half a ship in the air, like, and it's, like, spinning around like it's going down the water. Oh, my. And people are popping in their quarters. I'm like, people's, people died on this like lots of people died. yeah like 1527 people mm-hmm. that's what i was gonna say yeah and here they are making <laughs> a game games out of it so crazy and it's crazy if you if you really really like read up on the titanic and read between the lines of everything that's been written you, you could think about it they had two and a half hours to decide Every person on the ship had two and a half hours to decide, am I going to live through this or am I going to freeze to death in this ocean? So two and a half hours, I'd have been going around finding everything I could to make some kind of floating device to carry myself or some people, and I would have survived. You feel confident in that? Well, put on all the clothes you own. Uh, Would that help? But they would all get wet. The sea was as calm as glass that night. Huh. I mean... Even if you, like, roped a couple mattresses together, you could have survived until the Carpathia came the next morning. The what? The Carpathia was the ship that picked so up the much. survivors. <laughs> I told you. Yeah. Dude. Uh, back to your grandfather. So why, why, where, why was he leaving? Why was he coming here? Um, we don't really know that. Because uh, I didn't do any genealogical research um, on to the old world. Um, I only used... Uh, it was, it was kind of like a, a Christmas gift, I think. I got six free months to do the genealogical research. Um, cool. Yeah, I, I don't even remember what website. It was years ago. But I remember everything I found out. We, f- we found draft cards. We found um, uh, passes onto the ship. Uh, we found um, their border crossing from because they came into Canada. I think they came into Halifax, Nova Scotia, or somewhere like that. And they've found their border pass papers when they went from Canada to the U.S., and they somehow ended up down here in South Jersey huh. by that time. Um, and then what, he, what he farm? Or I don't remember really what he did at first, but <clears throat> eventually he got into uh, the beverage business, and he, oh. made, he made soda. There's like a big one in town now, right? Like There's a few of them. Kramer? Yeah. Kramer Beverage? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't remember the exact business name of this one, too, but they delivered everywhere locally. I even remember a funny side story that my grandfather used to say when he was a young boy, he would help him. Um, and they would deliver to places like the Piccadilly Inn and places east and west along the two White Horse and Black Horse Pikes, probably some places south of here. Like Just like to stores. Probably Buna or Vineland, yeah. Yeah. Um, and restaurants and the like. And I, I just remember one funny side story was when they delivered to the Piccadilly Inn, they had goats out back. And the goat, while they were going inside and waiting, the goats would go up to the truck and eat the labels off the bottles. <laughs> I don't know. For Damn some reason, those goats. For some reason, <laughs> goats like the paper and the glue. Goats are a mean animal. I, I don't care what people say. I used to have goats in my old class, not in the classroom, but like right outside. And these goats, all they would do all day was bully each other. That's like what they did. And there would be pigs, too. And the goats would bully the pigs. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, you are mean little animals. God. There's definitely a hierarchy. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Eating labels. God. Man, it's so crazy. It's like no GPS, no internet, not even close to any of that stuff. And he's just going out into the open water to a place I, I assume he's never been before. Yeah. Around people he's never been around before. Comes to Jersey Opens up a soda business? Like, yeah. how does that even happen? Like, you have to give someone like that so much respect. Like, people nowadays, if they... Man, do you hear that outside? I do. I've never done a podcast on it's such howling. a windy day. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It's nuts. Um, like, anyone who's complaining nowadays that, like, you know, oh, poor me, I can't do this, I can't do that. It's like, look at someone like your grandfather who started from, like, all, like nothing, I would say. And built something huge, yeah, and made a good life for himself. I mean, 
It's really impressive. He um. My on my uh, on my mother's side of the family, my maternal great grandfather. This is uh, his name was Remo Farinelli, um, and he had this uh, soda and beverage business most of his life. Uh, we don't know exactly the details about how he met my great grandmother. Um, at the moment, I can't even recall her first name, but I know her last name was Campanella. Call her Gigi. Yeah, yeah, if we could. Yeah, all right. Um, and they lived on Orchard Street behind what used to be what I remember as a kid as a bank. Um, but Linker's Hardware is over there. Yes, okay. Kind of near that way. Um, uh, the house has two concrete lions in front of it. it. Oh, his house is still there. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. I've actually been in it because I got lucky in high school. One of my friends lived there. And oh, no way! Yeah, she took me inside, and I was able to see, like, the stairway, the banister. The, um, their wedding pictures were actually taken up against the, uh, the wall with the fireplace, and I, I saw that, too. It was really neat. That's really amazing. Cool. Yeah. Did you go, too? Have you seen that, Dave? I've seen the outside of the house, but I've never been inside the house. That yeah. was before he and I met. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. What's even cooler about, um, about seeing all that is, years later... Um, I was dicking around in the house where I grew up, where we're actually living now, and I found the box of old 8mm films that date back all the way to 1947. No way. Oh, yeah. You're talking oh, about yeah. buried treasure. Uh-huh. Buried treasure. I was able to watch my grandparents' wedding. How did you watch it? took place right here. Well, we had, the, uh, we had the projector there, but it busted a gear when I fired it up, and I tried to make a new gear for it. I tried to carve one out of plastic. You know how to make gears? <laughs> so I know how to make a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, I dabble in a lot of different stuff. Yeah, yeah. But uh, And then I tried to even cast one out of Fimo clay one time. but And it worked for a couple feet, and then that busted too. So I just went on eBay and found like one that looked like in good condition. Uh, dropped the dough on it. Who cares? I wanted to transfer these things to digital. Did you do it? Yeah. Um, in a, I think in a local store I found this... Uh, reflector box where you set the projector on one side and a digital camera on the other side and you uh you record with the camera and you let the projector go and it works it records a video you got to make sure everything's in focus and everything everything's yeah. in the right position but for the most part it worked it was pretty nice wow man. came out pretty clear wow so what happened with your grandparents uh well my the grandparents on my maternal side I never got to meet my grandmother on that side because um, the mother of my mother died when my mom was 16. Uh, but she was a, a kindergarten teacher at St. Joseph's School Okay, for the longest time. Um, I can relate to that. They lived in, she and my grandfather lived in the house and raised my mom and her older brother in the house behind 7-Eleven, which is now the home of the Gazette. Uh huh. That was their house. Okay. My grandfather built that. That was house. their house, huh? Yeah. I always knew it. Every time I drive by, by that Gazette place, I'm always like, oh, that, I've been inside there. Yeah, it's exactly. It's I have a house. pictures of that dwelling when it was just a frame. Yeah? Yeah. Wow, yeah. man. Uh huh. You always been into history? As far as I can remember, yeah. Yeah. I like to look inside things and see how they're made and see what how they became and what. You got yourself an interesting them. husband here, Dave. I do. How did you guys meet? Where he was, we met at his college. Where he was, in, when he was in college, we met. Oh, okay. It was a rainy night. I was with my mom. We were on our way to the movies to do dinner in a movie, and the rain was getting heavy and crappy. And I said to my mom, "I said, Mom, why don't we just do this another night when it's not so crappy out?" And we turned around, and our friend Jamie, who has passed on, she messaged me. and She goes, "What are you doing?" I said, "Well, I'm with my mother right now, but..." What are you up to? She goes, well, I'm, at, I'm just sitting here on campus, just outside smoking a cigarette. And she goes, have your mom drop you off. So I did. And I, my mom dropped me off. And I'm walking up the sidewalk, and that's when I see him. And that's, you know, where it started. And look where we are now, 16 years later. Oh, man, you guys have been together for 16 years. Yep. And this coming May, we'll be 10 years married. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh, wow, you guys got married right around the time my wife and I did. 
Nice. Yeah, yeah. We're just coming up on our tenth on March. Oh boy. Oh boy. March tenth. <laughs> oh, somebody's under pressure. March tenth, right, babe? She's You're right. Listen to this. Oh, I hope I'm not in trouble. I got too many, dude. I got four kids. I got like my staff birthdays. I got too much. Ah. Speaking of, not to go off course again, but you know, you you make things from home like you're very handy. Yeah. My last guest in here, fellow ninja friend of mine. Oh, look, nice. Look what he made me. Homemade nunchucks. Oh, that's awesome. How cool is that's that? That's awesome. Shout out to you, Chris. Yeah. So, was this like a love at first sight kind of thing, or? I mean, if you judge by how the rest of that night went, you could say yes. Okay. So. Yeah, sometimes you got to have the conversation first, and that's like. Yeah. Okay. Like we did. We, you know, we we got to know each other a little bit, and you know, our friend Jamie was like. Her friend Brandon, who's a good friend of ours now, he you know he came up for the weekend, and she's like, I'm having, I'm getting a little headache here. You know what? She's like, Charlie, why don't you take Dave back to your room? So we went and got his keys from his dorm room, and we went for a ride in his Jeep, and we just we watched the sun come up in the Jeep, and you know. One of the reasons I do this podcast is because I'm a pretty curious person, and I, I always want to be able to ask people questions and and hopefully get the answers that I'm looking for. Um, so if I ask you any questions that don't make you feel comfortable, let me know. I, like, I, I'm totally cool with that. But you guys came here. You came to my studio. I figure you guys are, you guys are kind of open. And I, I'm just curious, like, what, it, what, what was it like growing up? I mean, Hamilton's a, a pretty conservative town. Um, you know, it's a small town. I'm, I'm really curious what it was like for you guys growing up, being gay in Hamilton. Was it hard? Was I, I mean, was it tough in school? What was that like? I have been asked that question many, many times. Um, and I always, I always <laughs> tell it the same way whenever I'm asked. I'm like, I discovered, I pretty much fully discovered myself while I was away at college, for the most part. I mean, I would come home and visit frequently and spend summers here and work here during the summer. And I never lost touch with my special circle of people who were all very much there for me. Um, if anyone of them ever listens to this, thank <laughs> you again for the umpteenth time. Corinne, Heather, you know. All, yes. All what do you mean? Like, uh, what do you mean they were there for you? Like, it was a tough time as you were figuring things out? Yeah. When, when someone uh, discovers that they have this other side to themselves that is truly who they are, that they've suppressed most of their life because that's what influenced them uh, through their family and through their upbringing, then they have to lean on certain other people who they know are not going to judge them. Um, and most, if not all times, our family surprises the hell out of us because they're, most of them say, even, even the elder ones, like for instance, my grandmother said, what the hell took you so long? Did they know already? A lot of them did. Yeah, yeah. That's usually the case, right? Like, people uh -huh. have at least yep. a suspicion. But once you reach that moment of epiphany where you say, okay, this is who I am, I really should accept it now, a lot of your past starts to make sense. How, why you could did you the things you did. Could you explain? Like, <clears throat> why you, you did certain things you did when you did them. Why you felt certain ways about certain things that you couldn't understand before. Um, why you looked at certain things a certain way and didn't look at other things a certain way. Um, when certain firsts came along that you were really looking forward to, um, I, I think most people out there know what I'm trying to say. I kind of do. To say I'm, like, I'm pretty sure I do. And why yeah. they don't make as much sense as you thought they would. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever try dating girls back then? Oh, absolutely. Um, I, he is my third relationship in my lifetime. Did you have long-term ones before or just... I had a couple short ones with females, and I say couple as in two. Yeah. So. Not long-term, though? They no. Weren't, yeah. Didn't feel right? Mm -mm. Wow, so you didn't fully fully know till you were I was, I was 21 when I finally came to terms with it. And when, when I started to come to terms with it, uh, when something finally happened to show me the light, uh, I said, oh, you know what? I don't want any part of this. I wasn't raised like this. Oh. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, everything you're led to believe is, like, thrown out the window and, like, okay, maybe there's something different here. And it, it, it took me quite a while to 
come to terms with that. Um, how long? How long did that take? Uh, I, I would say maybe the better part of a year. I wanted. I was in like full denial of it because that that second relationship of mine with female um, was after I made the discovery about myself. So I think I was trying to suppress the fact that I was fully one way and not the other. I just def started defining myself as maybe bisexual. But you know what? Personally, I don't really believe in bisexuality. I, really? Yeah. You don't um, think that's a thing? I, I think anybody who mm -hmm. labels themselves as bisexual is either wanting one or the other, and they're not sure. For both genders? You think for girls as well? Uh, it could be different between genders. I'm not. I'm never saying it's not. Okay. So, but in, that's just my opinion. You think most guys who say that really are swinging the other way, but don't want to, or are just too curious to not keep it to themselves? Yeah. One way or the other. So it must. So it was hard for you to. And we can't base it all off of just my experience. For like, sure. So I many mean, people, different people out there, have so many different experiences and. I mean, there's got to be at least one true bisexual guy out there. Right? There probably right. is. <laughs> there All probably those people is. out there, there's got to be at least one. At least probably one. probably is. <laughs> yeah. So was it hard for you to, like, come out and tell the family? Yes. Um, I found some took it much easier than others. Uh, mostly it was hard for me because I decided, okay, that one's going to take it great. That one's going to take it great. I don't know about this one. That one, I, I don't know about all, at all. But were you general? I don't want to. I really don't want to single anybody out. Were you generally right about you, your assumptions on how people would take it? Uh, I assumed a lot worse than it turned out, as I usually do. You can ask him. Yeah, is he <laughs> is he a pessimist at times? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> that look. Sometimes. That was a yes face. <laughs> Sometimes I try to stay a realist, but. You know, it's hard to be a realist. <laughs> I've always been like, instead of glass half full, glass half empty, I'm like, I'm just something there's glad something there's in the glass. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like glass half right? empty. <laughs> I'm just really glad there's something in that glass. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I'm like a, a big time optimist to a fault a lot of times. Uh, but my wife, she's a realist, little pessimist. But um, it's good to having have those realists around to keep you in check. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, everything's going to be fine. Everything's great. And then every now and then some, someone's got to be like, you know what? It's actually not so great. It's like, oh, I'm sure it goes the other way. Like, everything's okay. Charlie, everything's okay, man. All right, what about you? For me, <clears throat> like, because I grew up in Miami. I grew up in Florida. And I, I dated a girl for six years. And when I was in high six school. Six years? Yeah. I know, crazy. Were you, like, ever into it, or? Here and there. Like, I would find myself, like, you know, trying to fathom in my mind, like, what am I doing? Like, is this really what I want to be, or where I want to be, or who I want to be with? I mean, I loved her, don't get me wrong. I mean, she was a good person, loved her to death. But I just, I was like, this is not right. Like, I, something's missing. If I have to interject, I say, you want to ask yourself, is this who I am? Right. Right. And when I was, it was about around the time I was getting ready to turn 20 when I came out to my mother and, you know, she's, my mother told me, she's like, you're my son. I love you no matter who or what you love. It doesn't change how I feel about you. You know, if, that, if being with a man is what makes you happy, then, you know, that's what, that's all that matters. That's awesome. Mm hmm. Have, do you guys have friends who, who, who have had the opposite where the parents kind of like disown them afterwards or just don't accept it or, or, or nowadays in 2020? A couple. You have? There. There's a, yeah, yeah, a couple, a few. Yeah. We have a Sad good strong stories. circle. We have a good strong circle of friends that we we hang out with all the time and see and do things with. And, you know, like our friend Darren, who, who we, we want to have on here. the show for sure. Exactly. Shout out he's, to you, Darren. Yes. He's awesome. He, we took him with us to P-Town last year. And we're going to take him again this year with us. And he just, he loved P-Town. Even P -Town? you and your, it's Provincetown, Massachusetts. Even you and your wife and kids would love it. Anybody could love it there. It, it may be the gay capital of New England, 
Oh, I have no... Dude, gay people but are the most fun people in the world. If you and your wife love seafood and being by the water, it's awesome. And Boston's literally like a, uh, a ferry right away. It's like right there. Um, what is this Martha's really? Vineyard is, is like this right really there. a... I mean, that sounds amazing. It's it awesome. It sounds magical. But is this really something for a dude who has like four babies? Yes. Yeah? Oh, yes. Because the guy that he works with, he and his wife took their kids and he loved... He, Loved it. He came, like, Charlie came home after talking to the guy about it. And he's like, dude, you got to take, you and your husband got to go there. Like, he, he's like, my wife and I and, my, and our kids, we loved it. We had a great time. Oh, yeah. There's so much to do for kids, families. You know, oh. there's whale watching if you like, if you want to ever. I want to watch a freaking whale, It's man. beautiful. It is whale like, watching is amazing. It's awesome. You guys saw it some? It really is. Especially up in the water up there. The water is, like, so And they're clear. just so, like. Really? Yeah. These big, gigantic whales are just so, like, relaxed and chill and, like. We met this one lesbian on the on the boat, and she was we're friend. I'm friends with her on Facebook, and she is so cool. Like she and her now ex wife, they have a house there, and she had said to me, she messaged me, she goes, "I'm I'm so happy that I met you and your husband. You guys made my ferry ride worthwhile. Like she's like, you made it, you made my day. Like she and I just hit it off. Like we laughed the whole time. What? Are you are you shaking his hand or are you stopping him from banging on yes. the table? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> But that was that sound, ladies and gentlemen. That yes. was <laughs> Dave hitting our table. But yeah, definitely you're, you take your wife and kids. They you guys say, will love um, it. They say Italians from Hamilton can't talk without their hands. Most of the time I'm talking, my hands are just like fidgeting a little bit. I've noticed. This one's knocking vases over and everything. <laughs> I am not. Taking the ta- pulling the, the tablecloth out from the table. <laughs> be careful, man. There's nunchucks. We got right? a, sh- a shillelagh right above our head, so uh, definitely be careful. Oh, that's cool. Isn't that cool, man? I just put that up there. I, awesome. I actually got that from Ireland. Nice. He's been there. Oh, have you? I have. Great. And Switzerland and Italy. Yeah. And England. The best place I've ever been to. I don't know if you've ever been there, but if not, you two gentlemen need to take a trip. New Zealand. Oh, wow. I've always wanted to go Dude. there. Always wanted to go there. The whole place looks like Lord of the Rings. And really? Everyone is as cool as you two gentlemen. And there's there's places with extreme sports where like you just look up and people are falling out of the skies with parachutes and just like zipping, lining everywhere and... Then it's a, you go two blocks and it's just like a, a beer guard. I mean, I could go on and on. It was amazing. You got to go to New Zealand, man. Sounds cool. Yeah, yeah. Like one of the restaurants up in P-Town, it's called the Lobster Pot. The Lobster Pot. It was actually seen on the Food Network. Oh. And it's one of our favorite restaurants to go to when we're there. It's yeah, you guys get some so lobster good. at the Lobster Pot? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What's, his fi- what's his name? Um, oh, what's his name? He, d- he actually died. He was a cook. He was a very famous oh, oh, Anthony oh. Bourdain. Yes, poor fella. Yes, yeah, he from, uh, actually depression. worked in that restaurant. There's a picture of him on the wall in the kitchen in that restaurant. Oh, so you know it's top, top. Yeah, the top a lot of famous it. people been there. Yeah, that's awesome. It, yeah, it was. It's really cool. Our waitress actually was telling us about that. It was really cool. And this is from there. This ring that he got me is from there. It's, oh, what is that? It's sand from the beach up there. That's sand. Yeah, half and, of it. The other and, half's turquoise. Yeah. Oh, that. I was getting my tattoo, yeah, and he cool. had and he. Yeah, yeah. Are you a are you a musician? I just see you have a. a he little, is a note. That's what I went to school for. What What do you play? Um, well, I played uh, trombone. I play guitar, bass. I play a little piano. Um, some off the wall instruments like I've dabbled in the uh, hammered dulcimer. Um, when I was younger, I dabbled in the bagpipes. Oh, I yeah. love, dude. Yes. I, so I, I don't know too much about bagpipes, but I listened to this punk rock group from Ireland. I don't know if you ever heard of Dropkick Murphys. Yes. I've heard of them, yeah. <laughs> yes. They play that, that bagpipe in there with the electric uh-huh. guitar and everything. You've definitely heard at least one of their songs. It's so, I love that instrument. There's, uh, there's two main types of bagpipes. There's, uh, rec- most recognizable anyway. There's tons from around the world, different ones, but... The most recognized are the Scottish ones, which you hear like marching with the drums and everything. Uh, they they only play about one octave and one note. Um, and there's this other kind, originating from Ireland. That entire giant instrument plays one octave and one note. Yeah, on the uh, it's on crazy. The, uh, I know the, the, the uh, piece played with the finger holes called the chanter. Um, the other pieces are droning a uh, solid B flat most of the time. Okay. If that's what they're tuned to. Most most traditionally, they're tuned to a B-flat. Um, the other type that you hear on, like, um, movie soundtracks and everything, particularly the Titanic soundtrack. Mm-hmm. You know the music from that movie? 
Yeah. Uh, the bagpipe you hear in that one comes from Ireland. Uh, they're called the Elan bagpipe, and they're much more complex of a set. Uh, they have a three drones. They have three regulators, which play chords. Um, they have a big uh, stock, which all these pipes go into, that actually has, like, a shutoff valve to turn the air on and off to them. And they're not played from the mouth. You don't blow into them. They're played with a bellows under the other arm. So you're not actually using wind from your own body to play them. Dave, you married a dude who is a wealth of knowledge. I told you. I told you. Yeah, I was expecting just history. I wasn't expecting anything else I brought up. (laughs) (laughs) He's a bag of surprises, you know? Yeah, you must have learned a lot of things over the years. I've learned how to eat lots of different kinds of... Like, when we first got together, I never was into... Like raw, like clams or oysters or anything ah, like that. Ah, you introduced me good stuff. Yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Like we both love sushi and we like all kinds of seafood. Where do you guys go? Like, I, I not to knock them, I like Eastern Phoenix. I, I, I love Hoi Young. Is that the other place in town? Yes. Yeah, yeah I like Young Bill's, is good. Bill and Karen have like the best sushi. Their sushi is awesome. Yeah. No, I love them. But like, I was wondering, like, sometimes I'm like, all right, I got to try something else. Is there another place you guys go to? Not, uh, we don't have any specific place yeah, around. Yeah, just go to a random here. place here and there. Um, I mean, Eastern Phoenix, they have good sushi. They have, Their sushi's really good, too. I do remember going to that there. place in Cherry Hill years ago, and it was See, great. You guys got to understand. I what place? I don't remember the name of the place, but we went with Dan and Celeste. Remember? Oh, right, yes. I, I came from New York City for 10 years there, where I had my pick of like 15 sushi places at any given time or tie or whatever I wanted. So like still to this day, I'm getting used to, okay, Italian, Chinese or sushi. Right. <laughs> or pizza or pizza. Yeah. That goes under Italian. Like we had, we had an out of town friend come and visit here and looking at his like Grubhub app or whatever, what app he was using to decide what, what to order. He was like, you people have a lot of pizza around. Dude, here. it's like, Turn one of those into a Thai restaurant. Thank you. Some yes. Korean barbecue. Something different, right? Yes, yeah. man. How many like right next door to need? like right next door to where vinyl is. That they're gonna turn that into like a what is it? What did she what did she say it was? Oh, say something good, man. Can't remember. You got me excited. Mexican, it was like Mexican street tacos. Okay. The people that's have a right. they have a that's food right. truck. And they're going to be opening up an actual restaurant oh, right next to cool. vinyl. Yeah. Yeah, I do love the Mexican in this town too, for sure. Um, I just want to ask a couple more questions now that I have you guys here and I have this opportunity. Have you guys ever had to deal with any uh, negativity here in this town? Not, not really. Not really in this town, but we've had our share elsewhere. You have? There. I mean, we all do. Everybody does. Just and out and about and someone? Yeah, I, I do. There's there's one I always think of first, though. Um, it was... Typical college party off campus. Oh god! While you guys were in college, or this was while I was, and while he was, he was still employed there. Yeah. I was. I worked at the college. Yeah. It might. It may have been in our first or second year, but um, one of my roommates was a paraplegic, confined to a, a wheeled uh, motorized scooter. Um, the <laughs> very hip kid. Um, Smart guy. Yeah. Like like to come out where whenever he could with he all. Still of us. partied Just and have everything. A good time. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Really, cool. and very nice, very generous too. Um, and a good friend. And we, we all went out to this private house party. Might have been a Friday or a Saturday night. It's probably late. And I remember, I just remember trying to get him into the back of my Jeep Wrangler because we noticed these people showed up and we, we uh, decided it was time to leave. Yeah, we they just, weren't exactly we didn't, we didn't invited like to the, the party. Vibe. We didn't like the vibe. Oh, it wasn't like they were just making fun. Like they looked like they were, could be violent or like in, like I don't know. I don't like to think it was going to go that way because I'm not a judgmental person. But I, well, you can feel vibes. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Like um, we like we knew we could sense it. I don't doubt it would have escalated to that because by the time the three of us got into my vehicle and got out of there, they were surrounding. Whoa. And they yeah. tried to pull our friend out of the out of the jeep. Oh. Yeah, part yeah. of the part of the soft top was off at the time, oh, so. and they were like reaching so into scary. Yeah, it was a, it was a very scary moment. Um, but we did didn't we find out that later that night the cops were called and they it could have been yeah yeah it was crazy it was crazy. If you guys don't want, ever want to train martial arts, let me know. 
<laughs> Might take you up on that. Yeah, right. Dude, anytime. I'll help you guys become killers. I have been eyeing up your bracelet. Is that a tree on your bracelet? So I love that. I'm so glad you said this because it's literally the first time I wore it. My I'm wife gonna, bought it for my birthday. Oh, I love it. I love it. You did good, babe. I have the same one on my chest. The tattoo? Yes. Oh, no way, dude. No way. You got the necklace. Look at that. Yep. Tree of lives. We got three trees of lives. Yep. And probably a fourth one somewhere in this craziness. That is awesome. I like that a lot. Wow, man. Thank you. Lisa, you did good. Yes, you did. Yeah, she was all nervous. Like, I don't know if you're going to like it. I was like, babe, it's great. And me personally, I like anything made out of leather because that's another one of my hobbies. You, sir. When I was noticing the pictures, I was like, this dude. He rocks some leather. Yes. Oh, you don't have it on. Right, well, you got that jacket, that leather jacket. That's cool. Wait, what, what were you saying? You work with leather? Yeah. He what actually made a leather um, thigh harness. He's made like wait, leather. Wait, wait, what, what's a thigh harness? It's, um, it, okay, so it clips on to a uh, couple belt loops. Two pieces come down, meets one ring. A piece comes down, meets another ring, and then, and then wraps one, your... one piece just encircles the middle of the thigh. What's... Why? Wait, it's just kind of like a fashion statement. Oh, it's fashion. Like, um, okay. Yeah. It like a, cool. just a statement about this is what I'm into. Yeah. Don't care if you don't care. Dude, <laughs> maybe that's what I noticed about you when I, uh, Dave, when I first went to Wawa. But didn't you rock the leather too? I did a little bit. Yeah. Maybe, I still, I do. It was that dude, the long hair, earrings mm -hmm. and stuff. I was just like, who is this interesting dude? Yeah. And you're still the Wawa guy to some yeah. people forever. In their Customers, hearts. when they see me at Wawa, like, they always tell me, you need to come back here. Like, you need to come back here. Like, it's not people, the same, man. That's what they say. That's what they tell me. They're like, this Wawa is not the same without you. Uh. <laughs> they have some weirdos working in here. You need to come back. Who says that about a Wawa employee? You know, this is right? so crazy. Yeah. You really made Like, my impact. old customers used to give me, I used to, and he could tell you, homemade wine, mm -hmm. venison. They constantly bring him food. Oh, yeah. They should, uh, they should, uh, they should have given you a promotion or something to keep for you real. There. Something, no doubt. They lost a good one. Yes. Yeah. So I want to know about more more about your family. So can you explain to me? Uh, you were mentioning it earlier. In our town, there's still a mural, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Can you tell me about that? It's um, it's uh, right off of Second Street, a block north from Twelfth Street, uh, and it says Ma's Old Fashioned Root Beer. Uh, that original mural was painted. I want to say by my maternal grandmother. Um, I can't be. This wind <laughs> is creeping me out, ladies and gentlemen. The door just opened like a yeah. Crack. It even very had that. Creepy. You heard that squeak, right, too? That squeak. Hold Mom, on. is that you? Maybe she doesn't like <laughs> me talking about her. <laughs> Are you trying to get in on All this right. podcast? I'm still listening. Yeah, right. Come on in. We got more microphones somewhere. Right. I'm gonna close the store. Continue with the story. Exactly. Um. Yeah, but that whole building back there behind the houses. That was my great grandfather's beverage business, and they, like I said, they delivered all over South Jersey, maybe even a little North Jersey, maybe even into Philly a little bit. Um, I'm foggy on the details right now. I used to know more when I was younger. Um, my my father's side of the family, um, I don't know too too much about where the ancestors came from and when they came over or what part of Italy they came from. My mother's side, I know everybody came from Sicily because we're all very Sicilian. And we I'm know so about curious our Sicilian why, how they how people end up here in Hamilton. I don't know. Uh, maybe it just became a popular thing. Like, yeah. this is where most of the Italians gathered. Yeah, some opportunities for jobs or farming or whatever. Because Hamilton's uh, founder, William Hammond Coffin, he... Certainly was not an Italian, as far as I know. I know nothing about him. What was his deal? Uh, well, I don't remember too, too much. But um, I know uh, the, th the fellow by the name of Landis and one other guy. Um, they both parceled out the land that was to become Hamilton. And they decided um, where the farmland was going to be, where the town was going to be. Did they know? Sort of a layout. Did they know, like, off the bat, like, yo, we can grow some... Banging blueberries here. Right. That I, I think that crop pretty much just evolved into being Hamilton's main crop. So it wasn't like that right off the bat. No. I mean, it wasn't a decision that was made. Like, let's let's make blueberries our main crop. No. <laughs> no. 
um, yeah. early Hampton, there was a lot of orchards going on. A lot of different orchards, apple orchards, peach orchards. Peach was big, big peach. Um, oh, peach. Was that like the main one back yeah, in the day? Yeah, I think there was some cherry orchards too. That's interesting. Do people even still grow that around here? There were a lot more peach fields when there I was were. a kid. They were ah. all over my, all over where I live, out on 10th Street. Because um, the extension of 10th Street used to be called Beach Street, the, ones that, the one that comes over here to chew. Um, and that was all peach fields. I, and seeing, I should have known about myself back then, seeing those, all those pink blossoms when I was a kid, uh-huh. riding my bike up and down the street, seeing all those pink blossoms, uh-huh. really, look, really always made they, my day. They look beautiful to you, so, huh? Yeah. See, I pass under those, and I'm just like... Are these telling me I'm not straight? No. <laughs> <laughs> that was a sign, huh? Yeah. So this is the sign. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah. it's, it's funny. Um, going back to the town's... Uh, the town's namesake, William Hammond Coffin. I don't remember too, too much about him, but I just know that um, the name was going to be Hammond's, Hammond Town with the S. Oh, that was the, that yeah. was the original name or that was the thought? Yeah, because the original thought was his last name was Coffin. And we, come on, guys, yeah, we dude. cannot call it Coffin Town. <laughs> we no. can't call it Coffin Town. That's a little morbid. <laughs> so they, they uh, came up with Hammond's Town and shortened it to Hammonton. This is this is the stuff I remember. Um, let's see what else I remember about specifically. It's useless stuff, but for a podcast, it's great to know, yeah. <laughs> right? For real. I mean, I, I love the way the towns evolved over the years. I love what do you you and I mean not just from the history books, but I mean you've been here for how old are you? Like thirty eight or something? Thirty seven? I'm thirty nine. Are you thirty nine? Oh, yeah. my age. Okay, yeah. So you've seen a lot come mm-hmm. and go. Yeah. Uh, has it evolved since? You were a wee little one? Well, I mean, a lot of stuff has come and gone. Like, uh, when most of the time when we were kids, we spent a lot of time at the park. We spent a lot of time at the skating rink. Uh, we were you guys spent sad to see it go? Yes. Because yeah. I was contemplating learning how to skate again, but I'm not a fan of broken bones. Dude, see, this is why I, I question. I'm almost 40, man. I cannot get injured again. But yeah. here I am, still doing jujitsu, still riding bikes, still getting crazy. Yeah, I love roller I, skating. I gotta be, I gotta be on my awesome. feet anywhere between eight to ten hours a day. So I, I, I tore my uh, pectoral off the bone in a tournament uh, like almost three years ago. Ouch, and man! When that happens, and you gotta take care of four kids and a business, and oh, it Ay, was caramba. such a nightmare. Ouch! Did I tell you I went to preschool right here? Right here. Right here. Like right, like your I picture. I swam in that pool, yeah. Your graduation picture is up on our wall somewhere. If oh, I my God. Here and it's up there, yeah, <laughs> it must be up there. Do you remember your time at Reed? I do. I Specifically, I remember the graduation, and he's going to hate me for bringing up this story, but I remember graduation because I only had one arm because my brother had dumped me out of a wagon a week before and broke my left arm. Oh, no. I do remember hitting the table again. Ouch, yes. (laughs) Or maybe the table's hitting him. It's hitting me now. (laughs) Keep Uh, your breakables away from him. Oh, man, you (laughs) broke... So you broke your arm right before graduation. Correction. The fall broke my arm. My Ah. brother set the fall in motion. Dave. Sorry, Dave. Dave. We love you, Dave, but yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Wow, but you actually remember graduate. I love doing the graduation here. Nice. Yeah, sing our songs, play if guitar. If I remember right, it's on tape somewhere. Oh, man. Oh, God. <laughs> Those embarrassing moments. Yeah, yeah. There's pro- you're probably adorable, man. <laughs> it's a Yeah, I'd, clear as day. It's a VHS tape packed in a box somewhere. It says, read uh, preschool right. graduation. I think... Yeah. And so you went to Camp Tuscaloosa as well. Um, yeah, there were a couple summers, maybe a few summers in a row, where we... Um, we came here during the summer camp. Yeah. Uh, we got dropped off in the morning, picked up in the afternoon. I see when I give tours sometimes, we'll be walking around, you know, I'll show them the foosball, whatever, yada, yada. But man, there's always a moment when I take specific parents over to the pool and I see the way they look at that pool. And I just know, I'm like, you learned how to swim in this pool, didn't you? I right? did. I actually yeah. did. That pool right out there. I learned how to swim in that pool. And it was the coach... From the elementary school when I was growing up, Coach De Laurentiis. De Laurentiis. Oh, yes. he—he's the one that taught me. He's the first one that let go of me, and I did not sink. I thought he was more old school than that. Okay, you had yeah. Coach D. Mm-hmm. I hear legend. I, you know, everyone's always telling me stories about you know the time before me. So yeah, I hear a lot about Coach De Laurentiis. Uh, it was him, and um, was Miss Dina a part of it then? Yes. Okay. Yeah, she was here. Um, Do you know what it's like trying to take over for a legend like Miss Dina? 
Yeah, I remember her. Do you know what that's like? <laughs> when you when you up and leave New York and come to a small town and try to take over a business from a le- 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 legend. <laughs> Whoo, that was a tough first couple of years. Yeah. But man, was it worth it? Because like, I don't know about you guys, but I love this town. Like, sure it has its downfalls. I always find out someone's saying a rumor about me. <laughs> Ridiculous I, stuff. Personally, I would love to see it grow more. I would love to see more organizations, more diverse organizations. What kind of... Because I, I know a few, like, uh, my friends and I, do you know about the art club here in Hamilton? Yeah. Like, my friends signed me up. I'm not an artist, but they have me doing, like, the shows and stuff like that. Uh, now I'm a member of the Lions Club. Oh, nice. Yeah. I know you guys love doing volunteer work. In April, if you guys are available, we're doing a, 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 um, a festival. To It's an egg hunt, but it's more like also games and face painting and music. And uh, we're raising money to for diabetes. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, my son has diabetes, and uh, you know we just want to raise money for the cause. Nice. Um, That's awesome. I know you guys volunteer, so if you guys are interested in taking part, man, I'd love to have you guys here. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'd let you know. Like I said, we're doing like carnival games, or if you guys have ideas. You know, there's a lot of people like donating their art or saying, hey, I want to do face painting or, you know, I'll do a carnival game or whatever. Nice. So, yeah, I, I know you guys love helping out this town, so if you're ever interested, this is a big one for us. Yeah, because he'll tell you that I've done all kinds of events in this town. You've done them all. Yes. He's amazing. Peach festivals, blueberry festivals, the Fringe Festival, the Food Truck Festival, which is actually coming back soon. Um, what are the, That's uh, a great one. The Farmer's Market, which I loved doing, which is gone. I wish that would come back. I was going to say, I've never... When was that even here? I did that every. I did the food. Blah, 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 blah. I did the uh, farmers market with my friend Sabelle, who's amazing. She did uh, cooking demonstrations, and um, we did that for like five or six years. And they got and then they did away with it. And pe- so many people were so mad. Uh, it started around like 2010, I want to say. Yeah. Yeah. Like we would do it on Friday. Like well, it, was, it was awesome because it was a weekly thing. Yeah, it was every week. It was every. Yeah. Was it Friday or it was on Fridays, right? I think yeah. It started out every Friday. Like you've got you've got things that come around once a year, like the Blu-ray Festival, the, um, National Night Out. You've got uh, uh, Touch a Truck. Th- things that come around yes. twice a year, like cruising Main Street. Yeah, um, that's twice a year. Uh, yes. No wonder at, why it seems like it. I'm yeah. like, it's been a year already. Uh huh. It's I know. Uh, you got the carnival. It's it's great time. It's wonderful. It's a great week. My it's my must be my favorite week of the year locally. The carnival week. Yeah, it it's really is. It really is because yeah. especially the the sixteenth, and you're watching those fireworks, and you, you know like at least half or maybe even more than better of the half of the whole town is doing the same thing you are, and everybody's like really. Isn't it wonderful? Mindset. And the parades, I'm like, yeah. when I first moved here, I was not expecting that kind of like um, uh, like town spirit, for lack of a better word. Like, it's really nice, man. It is. And I get to be a part of it. Like, mm-hmm. because I own the school or whatever, like, I'm always on a float dressed as freaking Batman or Maui or whatever, mm-hmm. and like throwing things out to people, shooting them with silly string and water guns and stuff. It's so much fun. Mm-hmm. Like, this is We so were, and I was in the parade one year for, <clears throat> for Wawa. I was dressed as Batman. And I was throwing. Oh, you did Batman too. Yes. Yo, Batman's yes. unite. <laughs> and uh, I was throwing out candy to the kids, and all the kids they recognized they recognized me, and they were screaming out my name. It's the Wawa guy, like you know. Uh, and I was throwing <laughs> candy the out. Batman mask. Yep. And my Batman mask lit up, and you know I had the cape and everything. No, I'm Batman. <laughs> Not Wawa man. <laughs> <laughs> well, so how? Okay, I could talk to you guys forever. I can't believe it's already been 51 minutes. Wow. Um, how are things nowadays? I know you don't work at Wawa, sadly, anymore. So what are you guys doing? What does the future look like for you guys? What's your, like, 15-year plan? Um, <laughs> mostly at the moment, we're trying to figure out what, where and, like, pretty much where. We know where, but we're, we're trying to figure out the best way to make our forever home. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to stay where we are. Do you guys own a house right now or no? Not no. yet. Not yet. Okay. Um, our plan was to always just take over my family's house or what just became uh, me and my mother's house. So that that was that was always our plan. But, um, I mean, things change. Things evolve, like I've been saying. Um, we're not 100% sure yet where if we want to stay put, we want to go somewhere smaller or just more 
just somewhere different. Not feeling pressure, just taking it day by day. Yeah, I yeah. I would love I would love to stay right where we are. I would love to stay local, as close to Hamilton as possible. Um, why Why would you move? Because we're like, well, we're right. I think we're right where we need to be as far as places we love to go. Like we love to go up to New England. We love to sometimes once in a while we like to go as far as Atlanta. Uh, we make frequent trips to West Virginia because that's where his family is. Um, you guys travel a lot. My, my yeah, we love to travel. My family's pretty much all local, so that's why we've picked this area to be our settle area. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, we're, we're trying to we're trying to decide that now. Like, I hope you guys don't go far. You guys are. I mean, we're, we'll probably stay in Hamilton. I mean, you know, pretty much. I mean, we have, you know, like my friend Lindsay and you know Dave Birnbaum, who you know. I sure do. I saw him yesterday. I also he is tried a trip. To, I also tried to convince him to come do martial arts with me. So we'll see oh my what God. happens. That'll be fun. <laughs> oh, if I know him, he would embrace it. Uh, oh yeah. I don't know, man. Maybe, but he. Just so you guys know, a little history of my show, Dave Birnbaum. So I, I was doing interviews at Camp Tuscaloosa. I was just like, let's see what happens. Let's interview some kids. Let them do some public speaking. You know, get over that fear. And then afterwards, I was like, maybe I would. Maybe. I Try interviewing an adult and see what that's like. And I was like, Dave Birnbaum, that would be a good first one. And it was. It was fantastic. Yeah, he's he's hilarious. He's he's true. I love that dude. And his mother is the one who taught me piano. Yep. yep. No way. Uh-huh. Yep. And his his father is the one who taught my dad piano. Oh, his father. Isn't yeah. that crazy? That is so nuts. Yeah. I, I love that guy. And his stories about his family are fantastic. I think a lot of the kids in this town learned piano by either one of them. Yeah, like my best friend, our my best friend Cat, and um, you know her kids, they've learned how to play piano through Mrs. Birnbaum, mm-hmm. and it's it's just awesome. So, so before we get to the chat pack, I'm just curious. Now that we've been talking instruments, like what kind of music you guys into? Uh, all different kinds, really. Except, yeah, I mean, we like a lot. We like all kinds of stuff. Lately, I've been into a lot of EDM, uh, electronic dance music. Oh. But okay. um, like we like Celtic, we like rock. I mean, we like you know. I like new Celtic, age. man. Yeah, new age. You know, we like. Then, are there like new age bands in twenty twenty two? Uh, there's a few. Um, we love Evan- uh, Evanescence. Wow, this is the second time in the last couple podcasts someone's brought them up. I we're, love. We're, um, we're a huge. Speaking of new age, we're a huge, huge fan of a little lesser known artist from Canada named Lorena McKinnon. We've seen her in concert. Oh my god, she was awesome! Like she brought tears to his eyes. She was wow. amazing because her music was there. And we for met me. her. Her music was there for me in some of my hardest times. We were at this old, oh, beautiful nice. like. Did you tell theater. her? Did you tell her when you met? Yes, her? I did. That's awesome. We were actually outside of the theater, and she came out of this side door with, I guess, you know, other people that work with, you know, that were working, you know, with her on stage, and she came right. She was very nice. And we bought one of the records because they, they they had a table set up with like you know her albums and stuff like that, and he he told her like straight up you know he's like you were amazing like you brought tears to my eyes, and she signed a rec- one, the record that we bought. That's awesome. Yeah. One more question. It's kind of chat packy, but uh, <laughs> if <laughs> chat packy type question, if living or dead, you could sit front row to any show and then go backstage afterwards if you could only pick one artist living or dead who would you want that show to be with <laughs> you're passing <laughs> you're gonna- That's name. Uh, well let me think of my own i can't just ask that and then and then not answer oh, gosh a, a few are going through my head like i'm not even uh, like the guy behind me, like in his prime, in his Las Vegas days, Elvis. That would be pretty fun to do. Uh, I don't know if that would be my number one, though. I would say either. I would say probably like, you know, like David Bowie. Oh, good answer. In mm-hmm. his prime, love David Bowie. Did you ever see? He did one more music video right before he died. Did you ever see that? I don't think I did. He literally did it like from his hospital bed. Oh yes, I did you see that. Did, I did. The coins on his eyes. Yes, yes. I did. Yes, I Dude, saw that. You Check haven't that seen. Out. You gotta see. You it. need it's to. So good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh, did you got one? Come on. Uh, do it. I got chat pack. You can just like the one. The one that really came to my mind most is um, that not many people probably know him in the states, but they're a British group called Iona. Yes. And when I discovered them, they like ran rampant through my brain. I just could not fill myself with their music enough, fast enough. 
What kind of music? Uh, new age. New okay. age meets uh, old age Celtic kind of thing. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really amazing. Some of their songs are like so long. They're st- epic, epic pieces of music. I love that. Yeah. I'm going to check it out. Iona? Yes. I always need... At the age of 33, like, I realized, I was just like, damn, I am never listening to new music. I'm, like, recycling my high school music over and over. So, like, I'm on a mission the last few years, find new music. And one of one of their albums, they're, they're not, like, like, what you would call a Christian band, but one of their albums, like, kind of labels in that because it's all based on the precursor to the modern-day Bible called the Book of Kells. Uh, it's an illuminated manuscript that you can see if you ever visit Dublin, Ireland. No, I know. I saw the Trinity Book of College. Kells. Did yeah. you go? The library? Yes, yes totally. Yes, dude. Loved it. Yeah. That library is, ladies and gentlemen, insane. if you ever want to see an insane <laughs> library, you need to go to Ireland because the one that I'm talking about is there. Yeah. Yeah. I saw the book. <laughs> Very cool, man. Mm-hmm. All right, dude. Since uh, this is your first time here, you will pick the first one. Go ahead and point to one and I'll read it to you. Boom. All right. Good luck. <laughs> Okay, what is one event in the future whose outcome you would really like to know now? And this could be a personal thing. This could be what's going on in the whole world, which there's a lot going on. If there's one thing in the future, or this could be in 5,000 years from now, whatever Mm. you want. The first one that came to my mind? Yeah, man. I want to hold his hand on my 80th birthday and say we made it. Oh man, dang, that's a good one, dude. You want to you want to know that you're there at, at eighty? Yeah, right. We made it, man. Yep, bro. I don't want to get emotional, but damn, that was a that was the sweetest chat pack answer I've ever had on this show. You got yep. one, Dave, mm. or are you just gonna? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. It's kind of hard to beat that. Exactly. I don't think I can beat that. All right, right on. Good answer. We got one more coming in hot. Go ahead and point to one of these, dude. I don't know what that red stuff is on this one, but it's ketchup. Yeah, it's ketchup. Don't sure. It's <laughs> <laughs> safe. Okay. Or sriracha. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious. You've no doubt heard the expression, they couldn't pay me enough to do that job. What job would that be for you? I'm talking, they'd give you $10 million. Dollars, maybe not that much, but I mean, they you know they just couldn't pay enough to do this job, just too much, too evil, maybe too gross. I don't know. Um, I would have to say maybe probably like they couldn't pay me enough to like clean like the dirtiest of bathrooms. Oh, I mean, like I assume Wawa got a little nasty sometimes. Oh yeah. Oh God. Sometimes Uh, those. those, You know what? Let's let's move on. Yes, I've seen those bathrooms decorated. Not not pretty. <laughs> yeah, to the point where we had to shut them down. Oh man, evacuate! Yes, the artwork of the masses. Oh man, the lady, this one lady I worked with, she was like, "We're not using these right now." Like, Dave, hold down the fort. I will do this. I said, Elaine, you're not touching those bathrooms. That's disgusting. Yeah, that's a pretty solid answer. You can't argue with right. that. Right, like she had to like hose down the bathrooms. It was horrible. Wow. Like, how do you get it on this in the sink and on the mirror and on the ceiling? Oh, dude. Okay. 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 <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> Charlie, if, uh, you know, if anyone's still listening to this podcast, <laughs> is there a job that you uh, just you wouldn't do if they paid you enough? Paid you a million. Uh, to decide the fate of masses and masses and masses of people, whether that be, I don't know, a, a governor or, or a president. Yeah. Like, right. It's right? just too much. But that's the exact reason they should have someone like you. I'm not saying like you have the qualifications or whatever, but it would, I just figure everyone who takes that job doesn't have that mindset. They're like, I know best and I'll tell everyone. Yeah. I feel like that position, like it should be with someone who's humble and knows that like, okay. I, I, I have a hard enough time deciding the fate of the couple of kids that work with me every <laughs> night, you know? <laughs> that's enough pressure as it is. Yeah, I hear you. I wouldn't want those jobs either. Either of those jobs. You know, mm <laughs> Guys, if there's anyone out there in the world you want to give a shout out to, please drop some names. I just want to give a shout out to like my best friend, my sister Megan, and her wonderful husband Larry and their beautiful son Surf. You guys are my extended family. I love you guys. You know, of course I love, you know, Sean and, and Jen and Anisio. You guys are my extended family down in West Virginia. I love you. This is a shout out to you guys. Hey, they know they named their son their son Surf. Yeah. It's actually Seraphim. It's a really cool name. 
It's a family name. Like yeah. That. He's 13 and six foot two, and he plays baseball like you would not believe. Whoa. Yeah, this kid's going to go somewhere with his baseball. He's awesome. 13 and six foot two? Mm-hmm. He hit his first home run at four years old. How? Okay. He's awesome. Like this kid. Wow. I, it's, yeah. Sounds like he's got a future. He's won several championships. I mean, he's, yeah. All right. He's on a travel ball. He's, he's actually getting ready to start travel ball soon. Where does he live? He lives in Shepherdstown, West Virginia. Okay. Shout out to you, sir. Yes. Cool. Aside from all my essential people who they know who they are, I want to shout out to anyone who is struggling to find out who they are. And I want to tell them that don't ever let anyone tell you what's wrong and don't let anyone put you down for it. And don't let anyone try to sway you from what you believe. I'm sure there's a lot of young people out there who need to hear that. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure. So thank you for that. And thank you guys. Yes. Thank you for coming back, yes. dude. Yes. So good seeing you. And brother, it's good meeting you. You too. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Dave and I call you Charlie, right? Yep. Charlie. Charlie.